I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Reach out to Governor Herbert. Text 57500 or call him at 801-575-8255. It's Let Me Speak to the Governor. The number to call is 5758255. Welcome to Let Me Speak to the Governor. Another 20 minutes or so to speak with Governor Gary Herbert, who is here in studio with us. And let's take a phone call this time. Jason has been waiting a while from uh, Tooele, Utah. Jason, what's your question for the Governor? Yeah, good morning, Governor. Good morning, um, Jason. You know, I think that all the the growth on the west side of the of Salt Lake is fabulous and everything, but my concern and and my wonder is where are those the people that work there going to live? I think they're going to live in, in Tooele County. And it was reported this morning that Tooele County is one of the three fastest growing counties in the state. And yes. I just wonder when we're really going to get serious about access out there. One little accident, not only does it shut down people coming to work and going back, but it also shuts down that I-80 corridor and all the commerce that's coming through, supposedly going to the inland port. So I really think we need to get serious about that. Well, I think uh, you're right. I mean, traffic and transportation is one of our biggest challenges in the state, and that's because we have such a fast-growing state. Many states are losing population. People are moving to the south and to the west, and and we really are uh, the fastest-growing state in America, which compounds a lot of issues, not just the traffic congestion, but environmental issues, crowded classrooms, incarceration, you know, all those things are impacted by growth. We do have a program in place where we have uh, the um, Association of Governments, which Tooele is a part of the Wasatch Front, original uh, governments, and they have programs where they request money for transportation. It goes to our Transportation Commission, which is kind of the traffic cop that spends the money. The reason it goes to them rather than legislature is to avoid it being a political solution, but actually a needs-based solution. And so these, uh, Tooele, along with uh, Salt Lake County and others that are part of the Wasatch Front Regional, say here are our number one priorities based on congestion and traffic needs. It is a problem out to Tooele where you kind of have one access road at all, in and out. And that's got to be a concern. I'm sure it's on the radar screen for the for the Wasatch Front Regional. Uh, it's always a function of money. We took out a billion dollars, which has never been done before in our history, last year, a billion dollars just for transportation to take care of some of the pinch points and to take care of some of the traffic congestion. 
but it's, uh, the the hope is that through our tra- uh, our transportation commission and our local government people, of which we have seven regions around the state, that they'll prioritize correctly as far as where the finite numbers of dollars need to be uh, placed. And I expect that with the fast growth of Tooele, uh Morgan County, the Wasatch back in Wasatch, Utah County is growing like topsy. Uh, it's going to double its population here probably in the next 20 years. Uh, St. George uh, area, Washington County, the fastest growing area in America. We have a lot of growth. And uh, clearly transportation is a big issue for us. And that, another reason why we need to make sure we improve our mass transit to help particularly along the Wasatch Front of getting cars off the roads. Curtis is on the line from Salt Lake City. Curtis, what's your question for Governor Herbert? Hey, Doug, Governor. Um, you know, we had a one of our legislators this year propose a thing about running red lights at night when there's no traffic. I'm like, I've seen, I've as a professional driver, I've been all through Salt Lake County, all and other states where at night, so a lot of these other municipalities just turn their lights on four-way stop flash mode. It lets people make a stop and then go on about their business. They're not sitting there for two, three, four minutes sometimes or longer waiting for a light and a sensor to say, oh, there's somebody here. Let's just do a four-way stop and get on down the road. Well, I think you have a great suggestion there. And our, for those that are they're, uh, signalized that are coordinated, with UDOT, you can make a call, and they can take a look at the timing and the sequence and see if they cannot improve it. They have the ability to make that adjustment and control. I can't say the same for all of our local governments, but uh, you know, putting it to a four-way stop or a flashing sign uh, stoplight as opposed to having to wait there for a minute while it goes through its cycle makes all kinds of sense. We do have discretion, by the way, with our law enforcement. There was no need for the law that was been proposed. I'm glad it didn't come out. I think that was a safety issue. And, and uh, But if somebody gets stuck at a light, and we've seen where they've stuck on a cycle and it doesn't turn at all, if somebody goes through that, the, the law enforcement officer, if they see you, has the discretion to say, you know what, uh, that's not ticket worthy and let you go. Let's take uh, Andrew's phone call right now, again from Salt Lake City. Andrew, you're online with Governor Herbert. Hi, Governor. You'll have to forgive my voice. I'm, I'm overcoming a cold, but uh, I, have a, I have a question for you. In the past, you've said that you don't think uh, permitless carry or, or constitutional carry is right for the state of Utah um, in sort of vague terms. We have 14 other states around that have that process um, in place, and they still keep their permit process in place with that. Um, we have these marches coming up tomorrow. I just kind of wanted to get a clarification from you as to specifically why you feel that permitless carry is not right for Utah. Well, it's not just me that thinks it's not right. We have many in law enforcement, which we ought to pay attention to out there, that don't think it's a good thing to do. We have most of the public in Utah, by polling at least, that think that uh, permitless carry is not a, a good policy. Uh, and we've been pretty friendly on the Second Amendment. It's not like we don't support and understand the importance of the Second Amendment. We have open carry here, but still we it causes a lot of consternation when somebody straps on an, an M16 or an AK-47 and walks down the middle of a mall. I think they hurt uh, the cause for Second Amendment and uh, the right to bear arms. Uh, I think uh, our the fact that we have reciprocity with 31 other states with our concealed weapon permit shows that people like what we do here and and I think the, the idea of having some kind of training and understanding of uh, uh, 
uh, that you need to have when you get a, a concealed weapon permit. It served us well. I mean, it's for one of those things is what, that we say, what's broken? What are we? What are we trying to fix? And uh, I don't know if there's anything broken. I don't know what we fix by going to eliminating, uh, you know, concealed weapon permit requirements. And so. Again, I I don't see a big need for it. The public of Utah overwhelmingly doesn't see a big need for it, and most in law enforcement don't see a big need for it. So that's I'm trying to represent the will of the people. It's not just what Gary Herbert thinks. It's what do the people of Utah think. Let's go out to Eagle Mountain, and Gary is on the line. Gary, I was hoping somebody would ask a question along this line. What's on your mind today? Uh, well, I was hoping nobody else had, but um, I was wondering if the governor had any power to uh, – like a line item veto to get rid of the name change, uh, kind of a waste of money to change the name of the UTA to something else, spend millions of dollars just to change the name, which I think is unnecessary. Well, I would agree with you. I think it is uh, not only unnecessary, be foolish. I think UTA actually has, for those who use UTA, a, a pretty good name. They think the service works well. Uh, we've had some problems with the governance and the lack of transparency and maybe uh, not understanding why we're paying large salaries to to people. And there actually are answers to those questions that are, I think, uh, rational and reasonable. But to have to rebrand the entire system for whatever purpose, it's a monopoly. I mean, whether it has, says UTA on the side of it or whether it says DPU on the side of it, you know, people are not going to ride tracks and say, oh, this must be some new product. Uh the other part of that is that the, the, the appropriations, the bill actually says that uh, this new branding that's been talked about would be done only if money's been appropriated. There's not been any money appropriated. There's been a comment about $50 million. But uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't support spending $1 on a name change and rebranding on a monopoly that everybody knows is the same thing whether we change the name or, or not. What I do support, though, is better governance. Uh, more transparency, uh, better service. That's where you're going to get the people say, I have faith in, in, these, in the transportation system of UTA is by improving the service and the transparency and the governance. So I see no need for a name change. I think you're going to find that's going to uh, lose energy, and why would we want to waste money on, on that? By the way, as part of that bill, there's a lot of other things that have to do with transportation. It's not just the UTA and, and other parts that are actually good about it, but I'm with you. I don't think we need to spend any money on changing the name. Let's take a brief break at this point. We'll come back. We'll have a few more minutes with uh, Governor Herbert on Let Me Speak to the Governor here at KSL News Radio, where it is 1247.